I, I, I want to talk about uh, following uh, fathers and uh, the role of, of fathers today. And I just want to talk about my father. My father is going to be 90 uh, in a couple weeks now. And um, he has been... So I, I, I want to kind of compare because I think what is really being challenged in our country, in our world today, and in all ways, is um, the role of the father is so important because, you know, I was thinking about this. Uh, there's a comedian that talks about how, how mothers a lot of times will say, be careful, you know, as you're going out the door, you know, and, and they're very good at giving instruction, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, please change your underwear, you know, all, all those kinds of wonderful things that we need to be reminded of, you know, <laughs> mothers are so good about that. But if you don't have the father demonstrating how to wear a fresh pair of underwear, <laughs> the father's role is to be what the mother's talking about. Yes. Amen? The father is the one we're supposed to follow. The mother is behind, prodding us forward. <laughs> it's a good thing. Right? We need both. But you take away the father and there's nothing to follow and people are just beginning to meander around with no direction at all because you need a father for there to be something to follow. Okay? <laughs> so my father was so good at this. And, and it's not like you have to be perfect. You know? My, my, my dad got saved when I think he was probably 18, 19 years old. And, and, you know, he was living a life of sin and degradation and all that kind of stuff. And we don't magnify that, but we magnify that he got saved. And he, and he began to serve the Lord with everything that's within him. And he became our example of how that is. And it's not that you have to get everything right, but, but there's, there's a way of knowing the Father... God that is displayed through us as fathers that is necessary that people our children are not going to have that if we don't give that role to them and, and I just want to I, I want to talk about my father a little bit because um, and I'm going to show a video I had him uh, he likes to tell this story and, and I thought you know what I'm just going to go ahead and have him video this this story so I, I want to share this story uh, that my father likes to tell about him and I together, and then I might comment a little better. All right? If you can watch this. Well, I would like to relate a story about... Yeah, turn up uh, the volume. Then. ...when he was just a little guy. It was many years ago, and we were uh, outdoors people, and we liked to go outdoors and do outdoor stuff and hunt and fish and various things. And I took him hunting with me several times and so he had a little 22 that he'd uh, carry and shoot and I think he got a coyote one time a young coyote then there was another time he got a rabbit and he was really thrilled I think it was his first rabbit but this particular time I was going to preach for a pastor over at Durango Colorado that's in uh, that's in the Four Corners area so we got there ahead of time and got there a day ahead and settled in and uh, we were plans to make plans for the next day. 
we'd leave quite early and go up into the mountains nearby. So it was uh, first day of hunting season and we left in the dark, drove into the dark and throughout the day uh, I got separated from the rest of the gang and we uh, kind of had general directions of how to get back to the pickup. It, we started out in the dark and it lightened up during the day and uh, we didn't see anything. I directed Steve and I forget how old he was, but he wasn't very old, but I directed him down a ridge to uh, scout it out and then also perhaps send something my way. So often we do that, we split up and each one goes parallel to one another. So uh, this particular day it had snowed, so there was uh, snow on the ground probably a good uh, six, seven inches deep. So somehow I lost track of uh, Steve. I was uh, more concerned about him than uh, animals. I was looking for him and uh, I headed the general direction where he might have gone. Couldn't find any sign of him. But uh, later on, I stumbled on his little tracks. He was, uh, he was walking along in his little boots. He was headed the general direction that uh, I wanted to go. So whatever the case was, I would have followed him. I would have located him. We had, uh, had been in steep terrain and it was, uh, it was kind of a tough situation to get by uh, this, uh, the hills and through the thick timber. But it opened up, and as I was following his little tracks, I looked down through a clearing, probably, probably 150 yards away, maybe 200. And in my relationship with my first son, I had pet names that I would uh, interact with him. And one was, uh, dad's boy and I had a way of saying it. I used that voice and uh, hollered out dad's boy and I went dad's boy <laughs> and it carried whatever distance it was it carried and I saw him stop in his tracks and uh, look around and uh, I waved at him and we got back together again. <laughs> I it, it did, that was special to me, and he he tells that story a lot. And he how he's worried about. I think I can actually remember it a little bit. But um, what made me think of this though is, man, I used to go with my dad a lot, and um, up in Colorado, there there's snow a lot of times, and Dad, I mean, you can't see it from that, but he's six two. He's a lot taller than I am now but way taller than I was when I was a little guy. And man, he, he could hike through the mountains and just take off walking, especially in snow, you know. And, and, and if you're a little guy, going in snow, especially following your dad, what you try to do is get in his tracks because you don't have to break the snow so much, you know. But man, and, and I don't remember him carrying me. Well, there was one time he took me uh, coyote hunting, and uh, they just got me these um, these socks that had stripes around the top, you know, 
not not quite basketball, you know, knee socks or whatever, but but and and um, he took he got me those socks right before we went coyote hunting out in the country, and took me right out right before the the sun went down, and we ended up getting in a in a snowstorm, and he got stuck and had to to carry me to a farm to uh, because I mean it was like. Now, that was the time I remember him carrying me, but most of the time he didn't carry me. I, I'm trying to just keep up with him. You know, he'd go fishing, and I'm just trying to scramble over rocks and trying to keep up with him. But you know what? He, he, he set before me this, this pattern of where he's going to go, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow him. He knows he, he's not going to get lost. He knows where to, you know, there, there'll be times we go tracking an elk all day long, you know, and catch him in a bed and jump him and then you track him through the snow and he'd describe the size of the animals and all this kind of stuff. I, I just want to, I, I want to share that because it's precious to me. This is my, my relationship with my father was a lot was about this. Um, and you, and you can, you can go to those things where you're trying to get in his footsteps. You're trying to follow him, but you're believing in where he's taking you. I believe in him. I believe in where he's taking me and I believe what it's doing to me in the process. And um, I am so blessed in that regard because I believe that's part of the role of the father. Now, now uh, you know, some of us maybe don't have a father, but there's still that need for a father. And, and, and this is what I want to go to today because um, believing in what Jesus has done for us, we've been talking several weeks, and I'm going to conclude this today, and it's really wonderful uh, Conclusion that has to do with Father's Day of, of following because to, to believe in Jesus is, we talked about this last week, is to believe what he's done for us. He's made us his child, hasn't he? Yes. So if we become a child of God, what does that make him to us? He's, he's a father now, right? So to really believe in God is to not just believe that he's a father out there, but he's somebody I'm going to follow, okay? So I want to make this correlation between believing in God. How many believe in God today? We can all raise our hand. I believe in God, right? Well, I want to make this correlation to, and we've been talking about this several weeks, what does it actually mean to believe in God? Because we can all say we're believers, but what is the evidence of it? How, how is that being displayed in my life? Am I really, am I just a, you know, we were, we were talking about this at the men's the other night. You know, we can't say that, that we're, we're really believing in God if we're not living it. If we're not living it, we're blaspheming. If we're not being a lie, we're actually blaspheming. So it's like, God help us to not be blasphemers, but to really be displaying what it means to believe in you. So I want to make this connection between having a father, God, and then following him. And look at what, it, that, at what that means, okay? All right, so let's go to John 8.39. And I'm going to reinforce here real quick. How many are, are uh, uh, a child of Abraham? <laughs> father Abraham had many sons. Many sons had father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, right. <laughs> then you do all your parts, and all your parts are the Father, or have the Father Abraham. Okay, but 
So what is the role of the father, though? How many can tell me? To lead us, right? So what are we supposed to do with the father? What's our part? To follow, right? It's kind of simple, and yet maybe it's involved to some degree. It's not, just, it's not enough to just have a father. We have to follow him, okay? And again, I, I, I'm encouraging us. I know, I know this. there's a great void of this, maybe even in this place for some of us. And in America especially, I think it's one of the great threats against America is to remove fatherhood. <laughs> and there's nothing to follow. So you have people just deciding whatever they want to follow <laughs> and ending up nowhere because they're not being led anywhere that's right. And it's really the role of the father to do that. Uh, no condemnation anywhere, but it's, this is what we've been given in God. And so let's look at this, okay? So our father is Abraham. Who's saying this? This is all the Jews, right? They're saying, our father is Abraham. You're, you're telling us we're supposed to follow. Well, actually, they're really getting upset at, set at him for the very thing we talked about last week. This is the unbelievable that you can be the son of God, right? Okay, but anyway... So they heard Jesus say that, and and they declared, no, Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Abraham, what would you do? You would follow what? His example. So this is is making the statement, right? If, If you are really a child of God, how will you know it? By if you follow him, okay? How many are followers of your father God? Oh, let's say this. I am a follower of my father God. Amen? Now, let's put some, uh, put some wheels under that statement, okay? <laughs> so I'm a child of the father God. What does, uh, what does following look like then? Okay? So like me with my father, if you're actually going to follow somebody, you actually have to believe in them first, don't you? That's kind of simple. We started off talking about this. To, to come to God at all, you have to believe that he is, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> How many believe that God is? Yes, I believe that God is, but you don't just believe that. You have to believe where he's going. God has a purpose in the world today. God has something he's wanting to accomplish today. He's, he's God's moving. We sing that song a lot of times, don't we? He's, God's doing something right now. Uh, God's doing something right now. He's healing somebody. He's doing something right now. God's doing something right now in this place. Yes. Amen? Yes. His spirit's in this place right now. He's moving right now. Yes. Amen? Yes. Who gets to move with him? Those that follow. There's going to have to be a response from us, isn't there? If, if we're going to follow this father we're going to have to move in response to him. Okay, and, and when you move, it's not just that you're saying, okay, God, I'm going to follow you. But it says, and, and what is that other statement? They that come to God must believe that he is, and what? He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You could say diligently follow him. Diligently say, God, you're going somewhere. I'm going to go with you, yeah. right? Yeah. Not just because of you, but because of what it's going to do for me. There has to be that part of it. We have to connect ourselves to where God's going. Amen? (laughs) All right. So, let's look at at, at John 5, 18. Because Jesus talks about this. Jesus came and changed everything. That's why these Jews were so upset. They said, our father is Abraham. And you're saying your father is God? 
Well, you, that's blasphemy. They were saying he was blasphemy. Actually, this is what the Father God, we have a good Father in, in, in God. Yes. Amen? He wants good things for us. And how are we going to find that when we start following him? Yeah. Amen? Right. <laughs> and, and he needed to make it available to all. Everybody, everywhere. So that's why he sent Jesus. And Jesus starts talking about God in a way that's never been talked about before. You don't hear this talked about in other religions, do you? Father Buddha had many sons. (laughs) Father Muhammad had many. No, you you don't hear that. Why? Because there's some icon somewhere that's died. And they can't be our father. We just... Try to follow some way that they've given us to follow. No. Aren't you glad we have a real father? Amen. So Jesus came to to demonstrate this first. This isn't something that we're, we're, uh, we don't have an example in Jesus. So let's read this. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father. Everybody go, um, um, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son, who's he talking about? You ever talk about yourself in the third person? You might need to. Might be a good idea. You know, the Steve. We, we need to get a, a view above ourselves rather than underneath of ourselves. You know what I mean? What does God say about us? If he's, calling, if he's calling us sons and daughters, we should be able to start talking about ourselves in the third person, the son. Amen? And, and we, can, we can almost make this a statement about ourselves. The son can do nothing of himself. This is wonderful. Actually, it's liberating. He said, the son can do nothing by himself. Who's talking here? Jesus, the son of God. He's saying, I don't do anything without what? My father. Man, this is establishing the role of the father, is it not? All right? He does not, he does only what he sees the father doing. That, that means I'm not following anything else but the father. Amen? I don't, I, I don't go to try to see what some philosopher says and think, well, maybe that's like a good thing to consider also. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't get on Twitter and, and, and decide maybe if somebody else has a good idea about something. <laughs> now, we might, we might see some other things, but what are we following? Right. What are we following? Amen? He does only what he sees the father doing. What does that mean? The father's giving an example. And what's he doing? He's following. What, what does it take to follow? You're going to have to emulate. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to get, your, get your feet in those, in those steps. I don't know where he's going, but I believe he's taking me somewhere. I don't know what the final destination is, but I'm going to just keep putting my feet where he tells me to put them. Right? right. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. 
For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. So what are he, he, he had healed somebody on the Sabbath, right? That's a no-no. It's, 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 a, it's a um, um, you don't do that, right? But <laughs> you don't do that. But he was the son of God, and the, and the father was leading him into something that was un, unacceptable before. Yeah. And what was he doing? He said, all I do is what I see my father do. He gives me an example of what to do. You know what? He would go and spend the night, and his father would show him things that would take place the next day. And he'd go, he'd go walk those things out. Yeah. Now, oh, well, that's just Jesus. Was the Father God, Father God, only when Jesus came along? Did he stop being the Father God after Jesus went up to heaven? He's, he's always been, hasn't he? This has always been his heart. With creation, he wants to be our Father. Why? Because as smart as you get on this earth, you're never going to come up with a way that comes close to his way. You know, this was a challenge. Anybody go, go hiking where there's not a trail? Where you're just going up a mountain? Oh. Well, here, here's, here's the interesting thing. If, you, if you're going with a, a group of people, there can, be, um, there can be challenges of which way you're going to go. Some people think, well, this is the way we should go. And somebody says, well, this is the way we should go. And, and everybody can be going different directions, right? And, and some people can get stopped up. There is a way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to who? The Father, but through me. There's, there's a, a need for a father role the, 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 the God says, these people are not going to make it without a father. <laughs> and it's very important. Jesus said that. I don't do anything without my father. And what was wonderful about Jesus coming is he became the firstborn among what? Many. Now, he, it, the scripture says many brethren, that would be brothers and sisters, right? Or you could say cistern. But, but above, there's, there's many of us to be what? To, to have a father that, that's Jesus' father. For what purpose? Is this too basic? Is this too simple? I think it's, I think it's a, a necessary perspective for us to have. That we have this precious, wonderful father and the purpose of having this father is for us to follow him. Okay, we're going to see what this means a little bit more, okay? All right. So, John uh, 1, 12 through 13. So, again, we can say, how many believe in God? <laughs> well, we, we showed this last week. To believe in God is to believe that you are his child. Because that's what Jesus came to do, right? But you can't just believe that you're his child without 
having a demonstration of action that is following him. You cannot believe in who he is without following his example. Okay? John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to, to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So Jesus was saying, I don't do anything unless I see my father doing it. So was Jesus the only one that was supposed to be doing this? Or is every child of God supposed to be following what Jesus did? Does that make sense? Because he says, everybody that believes is a child. But Jesus said, everybody that's a child follows. So you can almost say that if you're not following Maybe you don't know who you are. Does that make sense? All right. And everybody's saying, well, tell us what following means. Tell us what following means. Okay, just hold on just a little bit. All right. (laughs) So Jesus says this. He, He makes this correlation. But he says, I don't do anything unless I see the father doing it. And now you're a child. And so you have the same father as I have now, right? We have, nobody's fatherless. They, they, nobody has to be fatherless anymore. Amen? Nobody has to be a victim of no father anymore. Nobody's without an example now. We've been given the same example as Jesus has been given in the Father God. He's not just good to us. He's leading us into something. He's going to change who we are if we'll follow him. Amen? And Jesus says, anybody that uh, believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. What does that sound like? That sounds like what he just said about himself, isn't it? He said, I do what the Father says and I'm going to do even greater works than this miracle that you just saw so that he can be glorified. Don't you know that the world needs to see the glory of God today? Amen? How did Jesus say that the world is going to see the glory of God? Through us. When we're following and doing what we see him do, who gets glory? He gets glory. Amen? And you cannot... Behold the glory of God without being changed yourself. What the world needs to see is not us just trying to be good, but us following the Father. Amen? Our pursuit is not our betterment. Our pursuit is not our goodness. Our pursuit is following in his goodness and allowing him to lead us into works that we could never see ourselves. Amen? And greater. God's wanting to train us up in this. He's wanting to, to, to enable us. Amen? But there has to be this revelation of fatherhood. That he's not just a good father. He's a father I'm following. Okay. All right. And you are, you are asking for this, so we'll get to it. All right. All right. What does following look like then? We saw already that it's, it's believing in who he is, where he's taking you, and what it's doing to you. That's a part of it, right? That's anything that we follow. How many follow somebody on, 
on Facebook or on Twitter or something, right? Why? Because somehow you've been impressed with who they are, right? And you want to find out more about them. And your battery pack is going to fall off of you in the process. Um, no, you believe in what it's going to do for you, what they're, what they're saying to you, right? So you decide to follow them. And that actually kind of helped us out a little bit, didn't it? All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> so what does it look like to... And, and what I want to do is just go through some of the things because Jesus... <clears throat> when, when he was talking to people that were going to be changed by him, he always told them to what? What are we talking about here today? Anybody want to jump? Follow him, right? He didn't, he didn't say, go home and do everything I tell you to do. No, what did he tell them? Follow me. What does that mean? That we need an example. We don't need, need a, just a sermon. We need an encounter. We need a demonstration. We need to be able to follow something. This is why we need fathers in our life. We don't need to just be told to go be careful. We need to have somebody that knows how to be careful. That we can show that can show us how to drive a stick shift up a hill, huh, Hayden? His first car had a had a stick shift. I had to teach him how to drive a stick shift. They don't even have those anymore, do they? Do they even make stick shifts anymore? We actually had a van, Aerostar, that was a stick shift. My my wife still loves me for getting that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jesus didn't come he was a wonderful teacher but you know what he, he told a lot of parables didn't he he told a lot of things that weren't just um, you know just quoting scripture but actually making giving an example of how this becomes real life huh right and he, and he said, now, what I need you to do is if, if you will just follow me, you'll begin to see who you can be if you'll follow me. What we're called into is, is not religion. We're called into relationship. And to really believe in the God that we say we believe in, it's going to be bound in relationship that will change who we are if it's not changing who we are and the path that we're taking we don't have the right relationship he needs to be a father to believe in a father is to follow his example amen john 10 27 and i'm just going to go through some of these are we good this morning this is good right my sheep hear what my voice and I know them, and what do they do? <laughs> Two parts to this. First of all, we have to be listening for what God has to say, right? Not just so we can say, well, that was a nice thing God just said. No. So that he can know us. How does God know us? By if we show up. <laughs> right? When he calls us, if we show up, oh, I know you. If he calls and we don't show up, how can he know us? Not really, right? And then what do they do? They don't just, he doesn't just know us. 
but what does it produce in us? A hearing ear is ready to respond. It's ready to say, oh, you're telling me? I'm going to respond. I'm going to do it. Amen? All right. That's what Jesus said. Let's look at uh, John 12, 26. So what does it mean to follow him? First of all, I'm going to be listening for his voice. How many heard the voice of God yesterday? Man, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. What did he say? Oh, you don't have to tell. That's okay. That was a rhetorical question. You can just think about it. I think it was a rhetorical question for everybody because they didn't feel like they needed to respond. Thank you for responding, Jesse. Because there should be a listening for God. What are you speaking to me today? Amen? Why do we go to the Word of God? Because we're some, in some kind of religion and we don't, we don't get our brownie points unless we read the Word of God today. Got to go through the Psalms. Got to go through the Proverbs. Gotta... No. It's because I want to hear what God has to say. Because how are we going to know where to go if we're not hearing his voice? Amen? Why do I go to the, why do I want to hear his voice? So that I can respond to it. Amen? And he says, if I'm your shepherd, you're going to hear my voice. And you're not just going to hear it, but you're going to follow it. All right, am I getting too wound up here? All right. So, once I hear his voice, let's, John 12, 26. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. So what is serving God? Man, it's a bummer. Man, you got to be up at the church all the time. You got to be, man, you got to be. That doesn't sound like somebody that's following, does it? You know, as hard as it was following my dad, those are some of the best times in my life. I got worn out, but I was following him. And we got to see stuff. We got to see vid, We got to see scenery. We got to see stuff. You know, I, the best times weren't when you actually shot an elk. It was when you're looking for the elk. <laughs> when you shot it, man, that's when it really became work. <laughs> Up until that point, it's just dead me. Once that elk got to be a part of it, it's like, oh, man, it's not just dead me anymore. <laughs> All right. If anyone serves me, let him do what? Follow me. What is the key to serving God? What you're doing? No, you're following. Wow, that's kind of cool, isn't it? You, you, you don't even need an elk. You can just follow him. And he can be doing his will. And, and you, your greatest joy in your life is not going to be from things you, that God does for you. It's, it's things that he does through you. When you're serving his purpose for your life. Amen? Let him follow me. And where I am, my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Oh, wow. The greatest reward we can have is going to be in the honor of God. We want to honor God, don't we? Did you know that God wants to honor us? Who's he going to honor? Those that follow him. Those that serve him. Wow, God wants, needs something done? That's me, that's me, that's me. Right? <laughs> not, not, oh, let me check my schedule. <laughs> All right. Matthew 16, 24. 
Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, what does that mean? To follow me, right? If anyone desires to find out where I'm going and get in my tracks, let him do what? <laughs> Here's the one thing about kids sometimes when, it's like we, we went to the Smoky Mountains and um, this was a long time ago. Not quite as long ago as dad was talking about because I was a man at this point. But we had three little kids and, I, and, and there's these falls up in the Rocky Mountains or up in the Smoky Mountains. It, and I'm telling the kids, if we can just get up there, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know what kids do? They fail to have this ability to deny themselves. <laughs> and they say, oh, it's so hot. Oh, it's so steep. Oh, it's so terrible. I can't do that. I can't do that. And so guess what? I carried all three of them. Well, that would have made Hayden like 11. I, I, was, I was quite a specimen at this. You know, not, not, <laughs> I was using my muscles for a purpose. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know if it was that dramatic, but I, it did happen. And, uh, and my example is that there is a reward to get to that you will have to let go of what's keeping you from going there. There has to be self-denial. If, if we're going to follow the, where God's wanting to take us, we can't say, yeah, but I've got this other thing going on. Yeah, but that might take some effort on my part. Is this too hard today? Is it? It's real. It's actually the greatest thing we can hear is we get to serve, we get to follow our Father God and we can let go of stuff that's temporal <laughs> and it's not gonna last and we can be a part of something that's significant for the kingdom of God but we're gonna have to deny ourselves at some point. Amen? Amen? Amen. You know, okay. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and do what? Take up his cross and follow me. That means something's going to have to die, and I'm going to have to follow him. Amen? Now, we can't tell other people what that's going to be, but God's going to tell us. Amen? All right. Fitting your steps into his. I like this one, okay? It says, Matthew 4, 19. Jesus called out to them, said, come follow me. And I will show you how to fish for people. Who's he talking to? He's talking to a fisherman. How many fishermen do we have here today? Fly. I did, I did. She, she says, I'm not confessing that. He's staying home. <laughs> we have this baby. He's staying home. There's, a, there's none of that fishing stuff. <laughs> but here's the cool thing about so 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 Jesus, remember the first people that he said, follow me to? Was this one, right? Peter. And what he, he was saying is, I want to take your shoes and put them in mine. What you can do, I want it to become, have purpose. God's not wanting to take away what we're good at. He's wanting to take what we're good at and put it in a purpose that's going to make it so much bigger than we can accomplish on our own. Amen? 
I like that. Fitting your steps into him. He says, I want to, I want to take those little, those little shoes that you have right there, and I want, I want them, everything that you are, I want it to take you someplace that I'm leading you into. Amen? And in fact, you will not become less at what you're good at. You're going to be equipped at what you're good at. Amen? God's wanting to take those. If there's anything good in us, he's put it there in the first place. He's our maker. He said, I'm going to make you, if you will just put your steps in mine, I will make your steps even greater than they ever could have been on their own. All right? All right, trust. Let me, Matthew 8, 19. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Man, that could be us, right? God, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. You know what goes with this? Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. What in the world is he talking about? Like, that's not very encouraging. You're not going to get very many people to show up for following you by saying that kind of stuff. But what he is saying is when you go to follow God, you're going to have to trust him for where he's taking you. You can't put expectations on him and saying, I better have this. I better have this. I better be entitled to this. I better be entitled. He said, no, it's an adventure. You don't know where you're going, but you trust me in it. And I will take you to a place that you could never have conceived of yourself if you'll let me be the one that is saying where your head's going to lie. Amen? Because sometimes we want to go to God and we have all our stuff and we have all our expectations and we have our designs for our life and God's saying, you know what, if you want to follow me, there's not going to be any of that definite thing that you can look towards. I will show you where to go if you'll let me. But that's what trust looks like. Too so sweet to trust in Jesus, but I want what I want. <laughs> what is really trusting Jesus? That was kind of nice, wasn't it? No. Yeah. We can do a reel of that. Oh, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> okay. That was really bad. That was a Daniel joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. We all have our shoes to fill. Okay. <laughs> all right. One more. Actually, I got a couple more. Adjusted identity of priorities. Matthew 8, 21. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the be- dead bury their own dead. You know, I saw this in a different how many have heard this before, right? You know, the, the, the disciple said, I'd like to follow you, but I've got to go bury the dead. And you think, man, that, that's, yeah, you should be able to do that, right? But who is he burying? I just saw this when I was looking at this because it's related to following a father, isn't it? He said, let me go bury my father. And Jesus is saying, you know what? You have a new father now. And, and your following is not going to be after something that's died. Your following is going to be after something that's alive. Amen? You've come alive to me. Don't let something in the past that's died keep you from stepping out to where I want to take you. Amen? You can't, let's go to this next one. 
uh, Matthew 19, 21, can't follow achievements, gain uh, achievements or gain and Jesus. So remember, this is a rich young man comes to him. What, what has he done? Do you know anybody that's like this? I mean, they just do everything right. They just, just like nails on a chalkboard. Just, they're just too good. They're just perfect. And you know what? Knowing God can be this for us too. Oh, well, I do that. I do that. I do that. Now, what can I do to actually get him to do something for me? And that's what this young man's coming and He said, man, I've done everything that I know that the law says to do. It's all about what I'm doing. Now, what can I do to get this? And Jesus says, let's first of all strip everything about your achievements from this equation. It's not what you can do. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about following, aren't we? Right? It's not about what you can achieve. It's not about what you can do. It's not about what you can gain. If you're going to be following him, it can't have that as a motive. And this would fly in the face of a lot of church sessions. Right? Because a lot of what we hear is what can God do for me? And it's like, or what can I do to get God to do something for me, right? It's not, he said, follow me and take all of that stuff about you out of the equation. In fact, until you do, you're not really following me. Man, this is too tough, isn't it? It's reality. I'd rather have reality. Amen? Okay. All right, I didn't even read it, did I? Let me, if you want to be perfect... And this is the thing about those kind of people that are like perfectionists, you know. I don't know how you say that in Spanish, but I'm sure it's like perfecto or something like that. But Perfectionista. All right, all right, I got me another word. All right. If you want to be perfectionista, I said that wrong, okay. Go sell what you have. Let go of what you think you have. And give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. You know what, what goes along with this a lot of times? Is I deserve because I've done everything right. I'm not going to give to people that don't do what's right, and don't have anything because they haven't been. He says, no. He said, take everything that you think is so wonderful, that you've attained, and give it to somebody that's done nothing to deserve anything. And you'll be following my example. Because that's what Jesus came to do for us, right? We don't deserve anything. And he laid his life down for us. We have him, him as our example, right? Okay, I have one more here. And this is the thing. We, there is a destiny that God's wanting to take us to. There is the top of the mountain. There is. I, I love this. God's all about bringing us home to him. You know, I'm, and I'm going to go up and be with my father here in a couple weeks. And you saw that setting. Did, did you like that setting? That's out the back of the house. There's a, there's a breakfast or there's a patio there that you can go and sit on that patio in the middle of the winter when it's like, you know, below freezing. And the sun's coming down on you and you can enjoy. My dad does that all the time uh, because it's not Texas. There's no humidity, the, the, the air's clear, and you can breathe, you know, and it's, and it's nice. 
And out the other window is South Park with mountains all around it. And um, I get to go up there and go home. Now, now I have a home here too, but where my dad is, is home. Now, my mom's not there anymore. She passed away this last year. But what they did is they created this place that where they are is home. Not just what they've made, where they are. Right? And God has this promise for us. He says, if you're going to follow me, I'm going to take you to where I am. We can experience it to some degree on this earth yet, but it's not just confined to this earth. And I think this is a necessary thing about following God. Is there has to be a beyond this earth vision. There has to be a great hope that's beyond this. And Jesus gives this. This is such a wonderful passage. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. So what would cause, you know, what's his name? Likes to say this all the time on Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity likes to let not your heart be troubled. He's quoting the Bible. But he doesn't have the reason like we have it, right? Like, like you're going to tell me something? No, everything you tell me just makes me get more troubled. Right? Because I better have something better than that. Jesus is the one that said this. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You do what? Believe in God. Believe also in me. So what's, and and he's going to imply something here. He's going to imply that if you believe in me, you're going to be on a following trajectory that's going to take you to my preparations for you. Amen? In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, what's cool about this? He says, I go. And what I do, I believe in him. I believe where he's going. And I believe what it's doing for me. So I'm going to follow him. In everything in between here and there, so that I get there. Amen? Can you see that? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That doesn't mean anything to somebody that doesn't have a relationship with him. But if we're going to follow him, we get more and more impassioned with who he is. We're listening to his voice. We're following where he's taking us. Amen. And believing is not just something that we've claimed 20 years ago when I was so wonderfully blessed and saved. No, it's a progressive ascension of discovering what the next step's going to be when I'm listening to his voice and letting go of where I've been. 